The truth will set you free. 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 But first, it will really tick you off. Welcome back to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Thanks for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' well-appointed basement with a simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace, and the painting of dogs playing poker, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. Carlos Kajina is our technical producer. Ryan White is our live stream producer. Again, check out my YouTube channel, Strange Planet, and my Rumble channel, Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. And a crop circle filmmaker, researcher, or experiencer, I think she'd rather, uh, Patty Greer stays with us. She's been uh, splashing some spectacular photos uh, and images of crop circles up on the live stream. And uh, she's revealing the... uh, encoded messages and hidden information inside crop circles. And we've been talking about the uh, the work of William Levengood, the researcher who discovered um, increased crop yields from seeds found inside crop circles. Patty is a, a prominent crop circle filmmaker. She's produced eight full-length crop circle and uh, uh, or eight crop circle films in 10 years. Her movies have received eight prestigious awards, including five EBEs at the International UFO Congress. And her films show footage of crop circles being produced by spinning plasma fields that appear to humans as balls of light. And uh, her conclusions after visiting the lab of scientist William Levengood is that crop circles are produced by counter-rotating spinning plasma vortices uh, coming out of the earth. And again, her film or her uh, website where her films can be found are cropcirclefilms.com, cropcirclefilms.com. Um, uh, all right. So let's see. We, uh, we were looking at these seeds, uh, that were grown and, uh, they were neglected. Lefty Levengood found them in an envelope in the back of a drawer, uh, no water, no light. And yet still they produced this incredible bounty. So since Lefty has passed away, uh, where is this research now? Has anyone picked up the mantle? Well, I filmed a guy named John that um, was notarized. Uh, what was he doing? He was documenting every page of Lefty's notebooks, uh, the entire collection, where uh, this gentleman has put all that evidence and where all those notebooks are. I don't know, uh, but the lady that uh, received the estate, said she was going to donate it to the school, the Colorado, Michigan, I'm sorry, not Colorado, the Michigan University. Um, so I'm thinking that that's probably where it went. But they hid his information um, rather than honored it. And we could have learned so much and benefited uh, with the food supply so much had we uh, welcomed his technology. I just want to read this um, little bit that I, I just typed out that it was um, his theory that was written uh, that within these counter-rotating vortices, there's a whole stack of interactive energies, each with their own distinct boundary conditions. There's electromagnetics, ion-electron avalanche energy, and areas of convective stability that were very stable and coherent. The plants continued to thrive. Then there were other areas that were chaotic and that were like they were hit with a microwave energy. And when these plants were hit, the crop was injured and died. He noticed that the U.S. crop circles had a much more powerful charge than in the U.K. or E.U. because the energy moving across the U.S. Great Plains allowed for the wind to boost the electrical currents in the earth. And he realized that the earth itself was boosting this energy and the plasma vortex was literally interacting with the energies moving across the earth. This includes the electrical fields, rivers, and currents. They are always there and they are always going to interact. And then this is interesting. The distribution of particles such as iron in the soil exactly matched the mathematical formulas of counter-rotating vortices 
and the way that they throw material out from the center. So he was convinced that the vortex was the form or the active action that was happening to create a crop circle. He discovered it was plasma by using a plant and waving a magnet up and down to get the same results repeatedly. And he said, this is a charge density plasma, and it's a plasma vortex. Wow, that's pretty sophisticated, pretty sophisticated uh, research and knowledge. Um, Right, so all the previous films, you know, here we are going, is it the military, is it ETs, is it aliens, it's the Earth. Wow. So why the resistance? Um, You know, we talked before about the resistance that that you received um, once sort of the the crop circle phenomenon has been sort of detached from the whole you know UFO uh, phenomenon it, that it, it seemed to generate a lot of resistance and animosity. Why is that? Well, I don't know if it's crop circles in particular. I think the whole UFO field died uh, in the last six years. It got. Um, There used to be such great people when you and I met in 2011. Oh, my God. I mean, the UFO International Congress was like all the great four-star generals and real experiencers. I mean, we had a boatload of rock stars when it came to ufology. And slowly in the last five years, they've all died in a short period of time. And the field got dangerous. I think that um, I think a lot of people were taken out. And I know that I was threatened and then I was wounded. And um, I haven't been the same for the last five years. So I paid a very high price for being in the field, telling the truth, being the only person delivering William Levengood's science, as well as the experience of being in all the crop circles and being sort of an overseer who's been fearless. Um, I wasn't highly intellectual before making these films, and I certainly didn't research any of the information. I learned it from the other people in the field and from being in the formations. So the next few images, I think, are the most telling crop circles that you just can't make this up. Uh, Let's go to number 13. Right, okay. 409 circles, it's called. So what are we looking at here? It's a, it's a beautiful yeah. crop circle. Oh, my God. It's a Fibonacci sequence, uh, but it's a series of spirals of Fibonacci sequence. And it happened on a very rainy night, so it was totally muddy in the morning. And my friend Charles, who ran the research center, said he walked the entire perimeter at 5.30 a.m. Formation was stunning. And he said there was not a footprint in sight in all the mud. So that was a real crop circle. And 409 independent circles. I mean, if you're in one of them, you'd never know that there was another and another and another. So that one was phenomenal to me. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. And and someone, um, another crop circle researcher, and um, I can't remember her name. I, I think I interviewed her on Coast to Coast. She talked about how she would take images, photographs or slides to, let's say, a, a community center and and show people these images of these crop circles. And it would have the same type of effect on someone looking at a photograph as it would as if that person were standing in the middle of a crop circle. So whatever this energy is, it can also emanate from a photograph of the crop circle. Have you heard of this phenomenon before? I have. I have. You know, something about maybe the symbol, something about, again, the frequency. You know, perhaps it can be felt and seen in a photo of something as enlightened as a real crop circle. But so do you have 409? It's just to me that's just too amazing. Do you have pictures of crop circles hanging in your house everywhere? Uh, no, 
No, I don't. I've got my crop circle calendar uh, that I use every day. Uh, and in my office, I have different crop circle images, but not all over the house, no. All right. I've got crystals all over the house, big crystals and lots of plants. So what is the significance of uh, the 409 circles, do you think? Well, I don't know if it's so much. Again, a lot of mathematicians would say 409, you know, 13, blah, blah, blah. But for me, it's more about sacred geometry. It's about a, a pinwheel, a Fibonacci sequence, which is perfection of math. You know, um, the Fibonacci sequence is demonstrated in each one of those lines. And there's a number of them, and they're all flawless. So to me, it's more about the sacred geometry and the amazement of the size of that formation, as you can see in the landscape. Right, right. It, it looks, you're right. It looks like a giant pinwheel. Yeah. But All right. It's not, they're not always, they're not always geometric. They're not always um, mathematical images or fractals. Sometimes they're actual likenesses of something. Right. Which takes us to number 14. Yeah, exactly. Let's go to 14 because that is both. You've got a binary code uh, that's got a very distinct message, and then you've got a pictogram of an alien. Wow. So this was uh, 2002. It was after 9-11. <clears throat> and the message was, deciphered, in my opinion, relating to 9-11 being the beginning of changing history. And it was deciphered as this, beware the bearers of false gifts and their broken promises, much pain, but still time. Believe there is good out there. We oppose deception. Now, what's impressive about this crowd circle, not only is the extreme nature and the size of it and the message, but it was located near a telecommunication tower, a big, huge tower to communicate to the world that this crop circle just happened, in my opinion. And who, who deciphered the binary code? How did they do that? Who knows? My God. And it was in wheat that was brown, tan, brittle. You know, when it's green, it's supple and young, you know, April, May, June. And then July, August, it starts to turn brown and get crispy. And that's when it, I get really impressed that they can braid them and bend them and, and not break all the, uh, the wheat because it's just so dry at that point. Ah, I hadn't even thought of that. That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've um, been amazing crop circles, and they're just brittle as could be. Just a quick question, a uh, quick aside that occurred to me, and that is, if you were to eat the bread made from the wheat inside a crop circle, what do you think that, I mean, would that, would that bread would be more nutritious? Uh, I mean, would it have any other effect? on the person eating the bread, do you think? I believe they made crop circle bread and I never heard any reviews of it, but I ate a lot of raw wheat in the center of the crop circles. And it was before I knew much about, I'm sorry to say chemtrails. And um, uh, there were times when, um, there was only one time when we know that a plane went over and sprayed pink powder on one of our crop circles while all of the researchers were called to Coronation Hall and somebody had spotted and I think they filmed this plane dropping something on a crop circle which probably wasn't a good thing so we don't know and there was one time when I um, I always cut little three little um, stems of seeds from a lot of the crop circles that I went in. I just cut a few from the center and I put them in a bottle and save them. But this one time I put them in a strawberry container that I had eaten the fruit, rinsed the plastic thing, 
And then I put my crop circle little bits in it and put it in the top of the closet of my B&B. And I took a few days and I went elsewhere. And then I came back and when I pulled that box out again, it had grown this pink mold. It was really, oh my God, it filled the container. I didn't know what it was, but uh, I never ate the weed again. That was from the uh, from the chemtrail. I don't know what it was from, but it was uh, on the wheat, and it had grown a very large mold in a very short period of time. Wow! Wow! Yeah. All, all right. Um, number fifteen. Yeah. Is it so is it pronounced Chilbolton? Chilbolton. 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 This yeah. is a crop circle in Chilbolton. Okay. And you'll note that, again, it's a year apart. Uh, it's a year earlier than the alien face in the disc. And it's also near a huge telecommunication tower. Like, top of the century, the Earth herself, conscious entity, is sending up these crop circles and spinning plasma vortices. And they're all preformed. And so the communication happens between the plasma fields. Boom, the field goes down in seconds. But these two not only had telecommunication towers in the fields, but they were also double formations of a face and a binary code. Right. I've never so, seen crop circles like this before because, well, they're not crop circles. They, one is a rectangle with all the information inside, and one is the square, and that has the image of the face. I've never seen a crop circle look I, this way before. I know. Yeah, and near the telecommunication towers. So pretty amazing. And then we realized that this um, one that looks almost like a Native American blanket, the rectangle, um, it has a very similar pattern to the message that was sent out by Carl Drake. Um, uh, wait. Carl Sagan and Francis Drake in 1964, they sent out this binary code message into space, into this star cluster, I think it called M13, and it's far, far away. And all of a sudden, this message comes back in a crop circle, and it looks like you've got an alien. Are we at uh, the next image where there's the two, the description? Oh, uh, number 16, the Arecibo message? Yeah. Is that we? Okay, yes, take it to number 16. So this is the Arecibo message. This is the one that was sent out by Carl Sagan. And we're Correct. seeing that one sort of side by side with this one from Jill Bolton. Right, pretty so, shocking uh, that it was so similar. And they recognized this, oh my God, you know, this is an answer to the message that we sent out from the Arecibo Telecommunication Tower in the 1960s. But there were distinct differences, and the first one you can see is the being. On the right, you can see a human. On the left, you can see an alien. Right, right. There's an additional strand of DNA. There's an additional element which is silicon, and at the top of the century, you know, that was taking care of our computers. Change in the number of people and star formations and in the solar system. And what was so fascinating was that they were mimicking the message that we sent and the mother herself, in my opinion, laid down a crop circle or sent up a crop circle that was a direct communication back to our scientists and the people of Earth. Right. So the Arecibo message that was sent out by Carl Sagan was an attempt to, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a as simple a way as possible, communicate to perhaps extraterrestrial life who we are and what we are. Uh, so there is an image of a um, kind of a stick figure man. And I think there's some information in there about the um, RNA and DNA and, and uh, you know, that we're carbon-based and so forth. And um, decades and decades later, 
this is the, this is the response in the form of a crop circle uh, that, as you say, uh, looks as if it shows an additional strand of DNA, um, perhaps a gray alien in there. Um, fascinating, fascinating. All right, we're going to take another time out, and we will open up the uh, the phone lines. And also, if you're in the uh, the live chat on either the YouTube, well, the YouTube live chat, Ryan, uh, Ryan my live stream producer, can curate some some questions, and I'll read those out for Patty. Patty Greer. Crop Circle Filmmaker, CropCircleFilms.com. Don't go away. More to come. Hey there. I'm hard at work on another edition of Inner Sanctum, my free monthly newsletter. Inner Sanctum features my monthly brief, a column of my thoughts and opinions on what's happening in the world. It features a spotlight on a past guest, a look ahead to an upcoming episode of my weekly syndicated radio program, The Conspiracy Show. It features a look at this month in conspiracy and UFO history and my Conspiracy Unlimited podcast episode pick of the month and so much more. To get your free monthly newsletter, Inner Sanctum, delivered to your email inbox, just go to my website, strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca. Scroll down to the bottom of the page and click Click on Inner Sanctum and register. It's fast, easy, and again, absolutely free. As you're staring up at the night sky, ever wonder who's staring back? You're listening to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Patty Greer stays with us, CropCircleFilms.com. I know I've asked you this many times, Patty, but um, have you made your last Crop Circle film? Or are you getting Are you getting in that itch again to get back over there? No, I think I've tied it in a bow. You know, learning the science from Penny Kelly uh, was the icing on the cake. You know, I'd made seven films, and I had no idea what was really creating crop circles. And um, going into the lab a few times and spending three weeks at the farm where they did a lot of experimenting um, really stimulated me. And Crop Circle Diaries just tied it in a bow, my final film. So I feel like um, the whole collection of movies is as much as I think anybody needs to know about Crop Circles. Most of them are a lot more visual, like a lot more images of Crop Circles. But Crop Circle Diaries is the science. And this is my uh, whole collection set, Crop Circle Ecstasy. You open it up and it's got little pages you turn with all the videos and all my soundtracks. Um, but all the films are in there and all the music. And uh, it's, I don't think there's more for me to tell, you know, other than more new crop circles moving forward. But what happened to the epicenter is uh, the next little segment of what I want to talk about. <clears throat> in England, like I said, the farmers were starting to get threatened by the government that they had to mow out the crop circles. So there was this gorgeous one called the doorway that looked like an M.C. Escher, absolutely beautiful. And the next day, it was a blank circle. And wow. luckily, a lot of us took photos, but <clears throat> wow, that one being gone and a number of them being gone uh, was very disappointing and in England, it just started getting weird. Um, 2016, 17, and the researchers started disappearing. And then in 2019, all of a sudden, the epicenter moved to France. So let's go to number 17. And um, it was a very interesting transformation because they were located all around France, but they were on the Mother Mary path on the divine, um, like at churches and at sacred sites. And all the formations were kind of similar, where they were built on a straight line axis, and there were either planets or crescent moons. And they were in the shape of like the arc up, as you can see in a lot of them. I saw like the goddess celebrating, like it was almost like the earth herself freed herself of the tyranny of England and what was happening to the crop circles and the farmers. So she just moved to France and it was really blatant. It was like, wow. I mean, how shocking. So I felt like, again, the earth was communicating with humanity 
I was certainly listening. And it looked like a very powerful shift back into the divine feminine and just saying, fine, England, and literally moving to France. And by the end of 2019, I think there were 17 crop circles in France and 16 in England. So England caught up by the end of the year, uh, the summer, but um, it was slow to go. And it was really apparent that uh, France was the new crop circle epicenter. And then at the end of, um, actually early in the season in May 2020, we had the um, virus crop circle, which is uh, the next image. You've got to see this. Yes, this, this is number 18. Uh, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's absolutely stunning. Again, this is like no other crop circle. It's very sort of organic looking. And uh, it does. It looks like uh, a virus with the spike. There is the spike protein right there. And this occurred in May uh, 28, 2020. So we were we were um, we were into the pandemic by that time. Yep. I hope I didn't have that wrong. I thought it was 2019, but they both say 2020. Um, let's go to the next slide because there's like more scientific sketches where you can see it definitely relates to, yes, this is what we're telling you is about to happen. And there it was in a crop circle. Remarkable. Remarkable. So, so there have been crop circles still um, every summer and people that want to document or, or go to see all the ones that are happening or all the libraries go to cropcircleconnector.com cropcircleconnector.com it's a website and they document all the crop circles uh, all summer long in different countries and people send in their images and their comments if they've been in the crop circles and then uh, it gets documented there so it's a really good place to keep an eye on what's coming this summer. But I think that what we have is this overall communication from the earth of um, really trying to communicate with the people, you know, trying to speak to us in a language that we can all understand, which I said earlier, you know, the pictograms are easy because they're pictures of an octopus or an owl or a hummingbird, or an orthoceros, I mean, um, an orthoceros, these ancient sea creatures, and the rising phoenix, the ancient bird, and the scarab, the ancient um, insect. And that particular summer, 2009, it was all pictograms of birds, fish, and insects. And I'm thinking, what is the message? And then um, the BP oil spill happened the following spring and killed birds, fish, insects by the millions. So the earth, in my opinion, was communicating to the people saying, please listen, please watch. I'm sending you these messages in images so that you can all understand and start caring, start putting the pieces together. Um, and that's why I made the films. I mean, I was just so amazed. Um, the next image, number 20, is Crop Circle Diaries, my final film. There you are. I, I would say it's my final Crop Circle film, yes. All right. Let's go into the uh, the live chat, and we'll get a, uh, some questions here. Uh, Toxic Canadian, that's his handle. <laughs> he asks, or she asks, uh, what percentage of Crop Circles are faked? Uh, that, that, I would imagine that's impossible to know, right? I mean, there are a few obviously, but you can tell. I mean, there are some telltale signs, right? Yeah, you know, all I know is from my own experience, and I was in more than 100 cross circles in England, a few in France, um, but only one of them did I get nauseous and feel sick, um, but almost every single one of them, the hair stood up on my arms, little teeny girl hairs, and on the back of my neck, and it was um, really palpable. You know, I, I think that um, when you can notice it physically, 
and you can notice it before you even get to the formation where all of a sudden it's like, zing! Uh, that to me is a real crop circle, is a real elemental appearance of magic uh, with the earth itself. And um, I think most of them are real that I went in for sure. Right. And again, the ones that are, are fake, where they have been basically the, 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 uh, the crop, the plants have been crushed and, and stomped on. Uh, you don't get that, that intricate weaving pattern. Um, I mean, that's obvious. That's the telltale sign, right? Yeah. You know, when they're using boards and ropes and it's humans doing it, you'll notice that every three feet, there's a line of broken wheat <clears throat> or broken crop. And then if you go another two, three feet, and then they stomp down again. And there's that line of bent or broken crop, not gracefully arced or laid smoothly, but um, crushed down every three feet. All right. We have another question. Uh, Diane M. asks, Patty, did you visit the famous Howell Michigan Crop Circle of 2003? No. No. Okay. Are, are you familiar with that? I'm not. I'm not familiar with that. Are you familiar okay. with that? The Howell crop circle? Okay. Well, no. All right. Uh, Fortis One asks, when in the USA do crop circles form most commonly? Or where in the USA do crop circles form most commonly? What state or region? You know, I've been stubborn. I haven't studied much of the American ones. Um, I, for some reason, just went over to England every summer and um, was in them there. But let's be said that in America, the energy was even stronger. Um, I'm going to say the Great Plains is where he suggested, you know, the middle of the country where they've got the farm, uh, lots of farm fields. And the only time they're going to grow is when the wheat or the corn or the barley is um, up. So if there's farm fields up, there's an opportunity for a crop circle to happen. And they have in a lot of different countries. All right. We'll take another time out, come back and uh, take some more questions, comments for Patty Greer, crop circle filmmaker. Don't go away. I don't need to tell you how important building and sustaining a healthy immune system is these days. And just in time, my good friends at Get The Tea are offering a special package called the Immune Builder. You get one month supply of Life Change Super Tea. That's eight bags. One bottle of BioAstin. That's 75 capsules. Now, BioAstin or Astaxanthin is known as one of nature's most powerful antioxidants and provides a wide range of impressive health benefits. The Immune Builder also includes one bottle of potent sea wild Alaskan sockeye omegas. That's 90 gel caps. And one copy of the book, Natural Astaxanthin, Hawaii's Super Nutrient by Dr. William Sears. There's so much more than tea at GetTheTea.com. Get your immune builder right now. Not available in any store. Use the code UNLIMITED and all your purchases ship for free. The Immune Builder from GetTheTea.com. It's time to redefine reality. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. All right, welcome back. Coming up next week on the program, Ryan Peterson will be here, the final Nephilim. And then the following week, Don Schmidt and Tom Carey. And we'll commemorate the 75th anniversary of Roswell and the 75th anniversary edition of their uh, book, Witness to Roswell. And uh, the following week after that, two pioneers in the uh, field of shared death experiences, William Peters and Dr. Ryan, or uh, Dr. Raymond Moody. Actually, we don't have Dr. Moody confirmed, but we know William Peters will be here. All right, back to our discussion on crop circles. Patty Greer is with us, Crop Circle Filmmaker, CropCircleFilms.com, the website. And this is a short segment, so let's see if we can work in uh, a few questions from the uh, live stream. Not Gordian asks, uh, Patty, have you ever seen a crop circle that had religious symbols? 
Oh, God, yeah. A lot of cross, cross circles, um, a lot of pentagrams, a lot of, um, uh, what are they called? Like a fingernail moon, a crescent. The crescent moon, oh, right, yeah. for Islam, right? Okay. Uh, Andrew Boyle asks, are crop circles ever found on corporate farms? Oh, that's an interesting question. You know, I've seen a lot of them do paid ads where they hire a team to make a crop circle, but I don't know in particular of any one uh, that was natural that way. On a corporate uh, farm. What about um, non-crop crop circles? So just using natural vegetation, I don't know, tall grasses and so forth. Do they have to be yeah, in seen, an actual crop? Circles. We've seen tree top circles. Yeah. Tree top circles. Tree top wow. circles where, I mean, there was a whole grove of trees and the top was, uh, they were tipped down uh, the tops in a circle. It was very bizarre. Yeah, try strapping on boards and, and uh, faking one on treetops. <laughs> right. Uh, I want to get back to Lefty Levengood for a minute. And you spent some time on, on his farm after he passed. Uh, didn't you tell me once you, you he visited you after he died? Well, he had died a year before I knew anything about him. Um, I was invited to Penny Kelly's farm. And uh, she told me about him. And um, then when I went back for his wake um, a month later, I was staying at her house. And the very first night I was there, I saw him walk through the door, uh, right through a wooden door with my own eyes or mind. And um, I remember very clearly seeing him come right up to the bed. And I pulled up the covers and... He said the very same words of the first time that I had met him. Um, and again, it was after he had died. But the message was, um, I orchestrated this and I'm really glad you're here. So from the other side, it appears that Lefty had chosen me to meet Penny and to create these films. Because believe me, it was not on my bucket list. This was not something I had ever planned. And had I known how dangerous it was, I probably wouldn't have done it. But um, if you go to slide number 21, I did win five little Evie Awards, which are these aliens with a movie camera on their shoulder. So the films did get out, but it was really um, a, difficult, a difficult career where the hacking was unbearable. And then at the end, I got seriously wounded. Um, uh, I hesitate to talk about it, but I got hit with a directed energy weapon, and I have suffered for the last five years. And um, I luckily found this miracle molecule, which I'm just going to end the program with. It saved my life. I give it credit every day. I'm grateful for C60 Evo. It's the final frame, number 22. Um, but I discovered this product, that helped me to be able to walk and to tolerate the pain and to uh, do life again like I have been, you know, for the last five years of being strangely wounded and um, not being able to talk about it much. I've been to every kind of healer, and um, it's a challenge. That's all I can say. But the C60 Evo is a miracle molecule that's given me life in my limbs. I have energy. I sleep and I have um, it helps with the inflammation it helps with an awful lot of things but it was so important to my healing that I contacted the guys that own the lab that's been making it for 30 years with integrity the only people in the world and uh, two and a half years ago we became partners almost three years and I opened the company with them C60 Evo and that's the evolution of C60, where we took this miracle molecule that was being used for all kinds of industrial uh, uses, and we created it to be clean enough to be used for human consumption to the point where it would help people 
improve their health, and animals also can use it. But it's kind of one of those miracle things, you know, that moving forward, we're probably going to be seeing a lot more CBD and who knows THC for healing. But C60, carbon 60, the miracle molecule, um, we cleaned it enough in the um, manufacturing process to become ESS60, which is an upgrade, an evolution of the C60 miracle molecule. And that's all we sell at C60 Evo. So that's what I do now. Instead of making movies and touring in the crowd circles, because I can't walk very well lately, um, I sit at home and I promote my company and I do shows with amazing people like you. And I listen to what's going on in the world, which is absolutely stunning. And people say, how do you stay so calm? And I swear, it's the C60. Uh, this stuff is really, really good. And I was doing the olive oil flavor because it's by far the strongest. And all of a sudden, I'm hooked on the coconut oil in my morning coffee. And you have to put in twice as much because it's got half as much C60 in it. But, oh, my God, I smell coconut and coffee all day long. And I love the energy. It's really smooth. And um, my intestinal system has really cleared out with the coconut oil ESS-60. So All right. We'll take, we sorry, Patty. we got to take a, a quick time out here. We'll come back. We've got a few minutes left. We'll take uh, some more questions from the uh, YouTube live chat. I've got a few more questions. Film Filmmaker. Patty Greer is with us as we continue to delve into crop circles right here. Uh, stay with us. The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. Third, it is accepted as self-evident. self-evident. You're listening to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. All right, a few minutes remain with Patty Greer. Um, before I get back to the YouTube live chat questions, just try to try to make sense of it for us, if you could, uh, in terms of what these images, particularly the uh, the fractals and the uh, the uh, intricate geometric designs. What are they trying to tell us with those? Uh, are these some? Are they schematics or something? What do you think? Well, I think that the sacred geometry uh, are schematics for, again, I take them, I print them, I put a pin in the middle and spin them, and the sacred geometry turns into these propulsion devices uh, or lighting uh, schematics for ships, maybe. Again, I'm guessing. But when you spin these crop circles that are sacred geometry, it lights up a whole different pattern that does look like um, schematics for advanced technologies, yes. Different motors, different um, magnetic systems we've seen in a lot of the crop circles. Is anyone pursuing that research on that front, looking at these as schematics and trying to recreate this technology that's perhaps being communicated to us? Yes, there are. Um, there's a guy in Italy, uh, Bartos, and uh, somebody, Bartos, who's been working on a magnetic motor. Um, but I'm sure that there's people all over the world that are <clears throat> learning from these formations, from these messages, from these patterns, and doing things about it. We're just not hearing about it, and needless to say, we're getting less and less news. One thing I don't think I've shown you before is the other thing that I found in crop circles and nowhere else on Earth are these stones that are slate uh, covered in chalk. And they were in all the crop circles I was in, and they're always blasted open to where you can see the inside of the stone. And they were some black, some blue, some white, um, all different colors of slate, but um, surrounded by chalk. So I found that to be an interesting thing that uh, whatever heated up the crop circles also blew these stones open, and they were everywhere. That I'd never heard before. I mean, think about I know. The, the energy That's required to blast open a rock like that. They were everywhere. 
and they were always blown open in half. That's remarkable. Uh, YY asks, what percentage of crop circles are made by quote, end quote, good guys versus quote, end quote, bad guys, like angels versus demons? I mean, that's an interesting thought. I never thought of that. Are there, is it possible that there are also negative entities behind some of these, or is it all positive from what you can tell? Well, again, I can't answer that because I don't know, but the real crop circles that are naturally sent up from the inside of the earth are from, in my opinion, the earth herself, a positive, loving earth. And um, the ones that are done by humans on camera for TV shows or BBC would be the negative ones, um, you know, that are done with the intention of tricking people. So, you know, there's not much in the middle. I don't think the military is creating crop circles, but we do have people with boards and ropes doing it for TV and um, newspapers. And again, uh, I, I know I asked you this earlier, but why is the military so intent on preventing us from seeing these crop circles or, or understanding what they are? Why are they so threatened by them? Well, I think it's the same entity working against us that's working against the free energy uh, teams, you know, the advanced technology. We've got a deep state that's not working in the best interest of humanity, and that's the war we are in right now, uh, World War Three. you know, the information war. And I realize that it's been going on, you know, since halfway through my career. I was very lucky in the beginning to be um, with all those four-star generals and some astronauts used to come to the gigs in the beginning. I mean, it was really exciting back then. But I think we've lost a lot of the grace of all the scientific fields because the deep state is trying to hide the important information, which is every show that you do, Richard, day after day is, you know, information that is important to get out to people that's being hidden and suppressed. William Levengood took it for the team, and then I took it for the team. So it's really exhausting, but the movies are made. The movies are out. And I'm very proud of the body of work that uh, I still couldn't tell you any of the parts of the camera that I used. Um, but it was the greatest chapter of my life. I don't think I've ever been on a magical adventure uh, like this. And I will be grateful forever, even though I've got a bad limp. Um, I have really had some exciting times in the crop circles of England. And I know for a fact that they're real, and I believe that they are information to help bridge the gap of Earth and us and ETs because you can see crop circles from up above. Flying over them is where we get the best photos. And so you can imagine, you know, the other planetary beings or other, other dimensionals that are flying over us also get to read the messages. So perhaps crop circles are for the ETs just as well as humans. And um, I think that it is. It's to bridge a gap between all of us and the Earth who's been acting in our best interest since the beginning of time and will continue to do so. So who knows what crop circles are coming in the next few years. Um, I hope we have an Earth to... Uh, you know, for her to land her messages on um, the way things are going. It's definitely nip and tuck, but uh, we have a lot of information that's been give us, given to us on psychic and sacred and earth levels. Crop circles are definitely one. Well, given what's happening in the world, we just have a few minutes here right now, and how these uh, crop circles often reflect what's happening or is about to happen, what any any guesses at what we might see in either England or France this summer? <coughs> I have no idea. A likeness of Maybe. I don't know the Ukrainian flag or Vladimir Putin or who knows a tank. It's funny, my 
my brain was seeing flags. I mean, it's funny you would say that because the American flag is what I saw. Um, and the Ukrainian flag is what you mentioned. Um, you know, I mean, we're in such peril across the world right now. And we are not only in this information war, but we're also in this glut of information. So, you know, all the busting we're doing is the disclosure. You know, it's not like waiting for the government to give it to us. It's really about the people bringing it. And we are a part of it, Richard. You know, we've been at it for a long time. And the more people start talking to their neighbors and talking to their family and friends fearlessly, uh, the sooner we're going to have more people in agreement to make a difference here for the better. Uh, final question comes from the YouTube live chat from Thinker. He, uh, Thinker asks, what was the strangest crop circle you've ever seen or entered, Patty? I'd say the strangest one I've ever seen was the virus crop circle. That thing, the blob, was really gross. And it was different than any crop circle because it didn't fall into any category other than, I guess, pictogram, which is a picture. But that, that blob of a uh, virus, to me, was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Right, complete with spike proteins, absolutely. All right, Patty, um, you know, just when I think, uh, you know, I've heard it all about crop circles, you bring something else to the table that I wasn't aware of. I learned a lot, as usual. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Be well. Thank you, and you be well, too. Patty Greer, CropCircleFilms.com, CropCircleFilms.com. All right, that's it for me. My thanks to Carlos and Ryan. I'm back next week with a brand new program I mentioned, Ryan Peterson, and uh, the, um, I guess it's a, a documentary, The Final Nephilim. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home.